Ladies and gentlemen, this is David Maricatani with a breaking news version of Matt Chat. Today I am joined by the newest Division I coach in the country from Presbyterian College, Mr. Mark Cody. Coach, thanks so much for your time and coming on the show. Well, hi, Dave. Thanks a lot for having me. It's just an honor to uh, be interviewed by you, and I really appreciate you having me on. Well, you're the biggest story in the country right now, so I appreciate you taking some time for us. Oh, sure, sure. I really appreciate you doing this, and uh, you know, I'm really excited about the opportunity and moving forward. Most so. definitely. Well, let me first say how happy my mom, my dad, and myself are for you. My, uh, my dad actually picked me up from the airport last night, and I told him about the news, and he said to make sure I, I let you know. So congratulations from the Maricatanis. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, your mom and dad are, are very special people, and they've made such a great contribution to the sport over the years. And uh, I just always enjoy running into them, you know, particularly when, you know, being in the Big 12 the last five years, I, I was able to see them quite a bit. So they're just they're just first-class people, and, and uh, your whole family, just the contribution that you've all made to this great sport, it's just, uh, it's just incredible. So I, I appreciate that, and, and please give them my regards and, and uh, let them know how much I appreciate that. Uh, them saying that, that you know, how happy that they are, because I sure am happy to be back in it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, um, so let's jump right in. You know, what was, uh, how did the pro- hiring process happen? How long have you known about this job, and um, what was the process like? Well, I got a couple, call a couple months ago from Danny Sterling. He's the athletic director there. Actually, this is his first year at Presbyterian University, and uh, and I think you know throughout that. First phone call, you know, I, I realized that uh, he had gotten a hold of Mike Moyer uh, before he had contacted me and, and wanted to know uh, about the uh, probability of starting wrestling at Presbyterian University. And it was great because, you know, Mike, uh, as he mentioned to me, that Mike walked him through the whole process as far as getting started. And particularly, I think what was really interesting to me is what he explained to me that, that Mike told him about you know, what this could do for the university. You know, and I think that was really attractive to them, not only what it could do to the university, but it could do, you know, for the sport of wrestling. And uh, and I think they were on board right away. I think they were considering uh, looking at a few other programs, uh, maybe, maybe bring them in some different sports. But I think once they talked to Mike, uh, and, you know, I think Mike really, uh, you know, laid out a great plan for him and, and told them, you know, that this was – probably something that, that uh, the whole wrestling community would, would get around and, and help them accomplish. So it's just uh, that's basically where it started. And then he wanted to know, you know, my level of interest. And, and surely, you know, right from the beginning, uh, I realized that they really want to make this happen and, and uh, they really uh, want to try to build a, a, a special program here. So I was on board right away as soon as I got the first call from uh, Danny Sterling. Yeah, that and it makes sense because I know what a man of faith you are. And so, you know, when when I texted you and you, you agreed to come on the show, one of the questions I thought was like, you know, I thought about was what was it like to not be in a college corner last year at the Division One level? I mean, I know, you know, there's a lot of competition for D1 jobs. You know, did you think you'd mm-hmm. get another opportunity? Um, were other jobs presented to you? You know, tell me about what that last year in your journey was like. You know, I, I it was really uh, tough after being in it for 30 years and, and, and being out last year. You know, I really missed it. And, you know, I, there were, I was thinking about going in a different direction for a while, but 
you know, when I thought about maybe starting another career, I thought there's, there's really, I couldn't think of anything that I was as passionate about as coaching. So, you know, there, there were a couple other opportunities that, that came up that I looked at and, uh, you know, for uh, one reason or another, they, they just didn't work out. But, um, but you know, once Danny had called about this opportunity, it definitely uh, was something that sparked my interest for a lot of reasons. But, but yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely uh, a, a difficult year in one way. But then in the other way, you know, I have four little boys at home. So, you know, <laughs> being able to spend a lot more quality time with them, that was very interesting to me. So going forward, you know, uh, with the next job, you know, I've always tried to do that as much as possible. But now I make a, uh, even a more of effort of, of getting even less sleep than I did the last 30 years <laughs> to make sure that, that I have all that extra time to be able to spend with them. But uh, um, so, yeah, it was, you know, to be out of it. Um, for the last year, it was definitely difficult. I, you know, for a while I, I backed away from it and, and didn't look on any of the websites. And then I, that was about all I could take. And then I started getting on there and every day I, I, I would look at, I, you know, it's funny because I spent a lot of time also looking at technique videos, which was just very uh, interesting. And, and I was offered a job as a volunteer assistant coach at the local high school here at Norman High. And yeah. so I did that. I also did that the last year and that was just great. That was great to be able to go in and work with those kids and, and what a great bunch of kids that we had there. It was just a lot of fun. I was able to, to go over and help out Dustin DeAngelis, who wrestled uh, for me at, at the University of Oklahoma. Yeah, and, right. Yep, yep. So, and, and I'm also, right up until last week, I was also helping out over there. So I was definitely staying involved in the sport, you know, throughout that last year. Right, yeah. And, you know, the, the last thing any of us should be doing, but especially a guy like you should be doing, is worrying what the keyboard warriors have to say, Right. Um, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, exactly. But yeah. Sounds, if you've never if if you've never coached, I'm not interested in hearing what you have to say. <laughs> so, for sure. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, it sounds like you really got a chance to. You know, my mom calls it sharpening the saw. You know, like kind of going back yeah. to your roots. You know, watching technique video, really breaking down mm-hmm. basic technique with high school kids. You know, spending time with your family. It sounds like it was really a quality year for you in your life, even though it's probably not one that you would have chosen to have it go that way, you know, if you had known it ahead of time. Yeah, you know, and it could have been a, a blessing in disguise. You know, I remember, you know, when everything first went down and, and I decided to resign, the first day I come home, I, I get a call from Tim Johnson, who, uh, you know, everyone knows. And, and you know, I, I just didn't know how I was going to handle the next few months. And he said, look, at as far as this goes, this is just – this is going to be a blessing in disguise and there's going to be something – uh, on the horizon for you, but the big thing you have to remember is how are your boys going to look at you, and how is your family going to look at you? They're going all eyes are going to be on you as far as how you're going to handle this whole situation. And and I thought about that every time that I um, had gotten you know down a little bit about not being uh, not coaching, and and he was absolutely right. And after a while, it just um, you know all that kind of anxiety goes away, and and you're sleeping good at night, and you're thinking you know, something good is going to happen, and you just keep the faith, and sure enough, uh, it surely worked out. You just, I just didn't know when, you know. Sometimes right. you, uh, a, a year can seem like five years, yeah, <laughs> you know, especially, yeah. it's, especially when you have a family and you just don't know what direction you're going to go, so, right. you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, so my understanding is that Presbyterian College is a small liberal arts college with about a 1,000 mm-hmm. students, which would make it the smallest Division One wrestling school in terms of enrollment in the country um yeah tell me why this appeals to you and tell me why 
you what advantages you think that offers the prospective student athletes that you guys are considering? Well, you know, being a part of a small college, you know, the the average class there is 13 to 1, you know, 13 students to one professor. They have 43 majors. Um, I mean, I like that ratio in the classroom for sure, and, and it's, a, it's a small campus. Everything is within walking distance, um, and it's a great place. You know, you're, you're basically, you know, an hour and a half from the ocean. You're, you're close to the Florida border. Uh, you know, uh, you're close to the mountains. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really great place to recruit to, and I really looked around. I spent a couple extra days there after the interview driving around the state a little bit and, I, and just there's some just some great places there it's, you know south carolina is, is a great place to live and and i think it will be a great place i'd be very attractive to uh bring student athletes to that to, to check it out because like i said that small campus environment you know same as we had at american university that was a smaller campus and i think that it was a lot easier for me to keep tabs on how the guys were doing in the classroom and and, uh, you know, making sure that everything was going well there as far as the relationship with the professors and the teachers and, and several deans of the different schools that I had when I was at American University. I thought that was, that was a big advantage. And I, and I really felt like it was going to be that same type of, uh, atmosphere here at Presbyterian, you know, and, 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 and particularly some, some of the people that I met, everybody I met was just wonderful, you know, right across the board when I went in there for the interview. I was just blown away by the staff that, that, uh, you know, they're put together, and and uh, I think it, which which as you know, it always helps. Um, you know, for the for the from the student athlete's perspective, to have a great staff around you that really cares, and, and being in a smaller environment too, that you're not just a number. You know, and I yeah, think that, uh, for sure, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, and yeah. you know, the the number of majors and the thirteen to one ratio, I think, are the things that stick out to me. Um, you know, that you won't have to, you know, that was one of the things I thought, like, well, gosh, if somebody, you know, are you going to be able to help kids who want to be engineers and kids who want to be school teachers and everything in between? And it sounds like that's not going to be a problem. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and, and from a coach's perspective, you know, you always, always want to have a partnership. And that's what I really felt like, right, even talking to the staff, interviewing with some of the other coaches, they said it's definitely a partnership here. You know, nobody's out to get ahead of one another. We're all here to help each other out, and that's very, very refreshing, and that's something that I wanted to be a part of. Right, right, right. So what, if any, differences will you be looking for versus your time at American and in Oklahoma, now now at Presbyterian? Well, I, I think that uh, – you know, being at, at both of those places, it was definitely a, a learning experience and, and uh, you know, two totally different experiences, two totally different places. Um, but I, I think I'm, I, uh, you know, what I, what I, again, I'm looking for, I felt like, I felt like when I was at American University, it was just, it was always a partnership. The boosters, the alumni, everybody that was involved with that program, uh, it was, it was just, Unbelievable. Win or lose, if, I, if, I, if we had gotten beat, I'd get a call on a Monday from, from three, or, three or four of our boosters. And I always felt like these guys had this all planned out. And I would get a call from them and say, hey, things are going to be okay. You know, and I think once, once in a while they changed the order of, of, of who's going to call first. But, but uh, it, 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 it was just, it Maybe was they're all sitting in a room. Isn't they yeah, ping exactly. one after the other? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that, that's really refreshing to, to have something, you know, to have a bunch of, of, of alums like that. They really, 
American University boosters and alums, they should write a book on, on being supportive. And it was just great. And, you know, and, and of course, moving on to Oklahoma with uh, the staff that I worked with, you know, our academic support staff was just absolutely wonderful. The rest of the coaches that I worked with were just great. So so I'm hoping to have a little bit of, of both at uh, um, at Presbyterian, you know, and, and that's, again, what I felt like right across the board with everybody that I met. So. Uh, just take take away all the positive I can from both programs and try to, um, you know, and, and you know what what to do and what not to do and and uh, you know who who you need to go to for certain things and and uh, so I think that you know I think they have uh, everything in place there to be successful. So. Yeah, that's great. Um, one of the things, and I know this is one of the reasons why my parents have so re- much respect for you, is that you you are really had that 365 day commitment to a clean lifestyle and how important that is yeah. to you. So, um, may, this may be an obvious question, but you know, why is, mm-hmm. why do you feel so strongly about that? And you know, when have you seen maybe in a young man's life where that commitment led to success where otherwise it might not have been that way? Well, you know, it's funny because I, I've never been able to turn anybody around that had a bad lifestyle. I, I just I just couldn't do it. And I remember particularly early on in my coaching days just trying to do that and trying to – but then kind of early on I realized that, you know, sometimes those people just don't want to wrestle and, and don't want to be student athletes and they're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Right. So, you know, and, and sometimes they will go completely in the other direction. And, and uh, you know, so – you know, what I did was when we got to American University, I, I came up with a contract that I was going to have, that I had each student athlete sign, and I really had to stick to that contract. And, and it's heart-wrenching sometimes when you, uh, when you have to get rid of kids, even if you have to, 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 uh, get rid of kids that, that aren't passionate about it, uh, uh, it, it really is heart-wrenching to do that. But, but, if, if sometimes if you don't do that and you don't get the kids that really are passionate as you are about the sport and, and what you need to do year-round, 24-7, um, then that really makes things tough on you and it makes you tough to get to the next level. And But then again, those policies can also slow you down, um, you know, as far as, you know, making sure that guys live the, the right lifestyle. That can slow you down because sometimes you, you'll bring some kids in that could probably win for you at a certain level, but the NCAA tournament finds your weaknesses, and I've always found that. I, I found that out pretty early on in my career, too. It finds your weaknesses, and, and everything will come back to haunt you, and, and particularly for me as a coach, it's been a kid's lifestyle. But sometimes we go into the NCAA tournament, and, and, and you're not going to get many points out of someone who uh, just isn't doing things right. And, and the NCAA tournament will also uh, bring out your strengths, too, that I've, I've found out. So most of the guys that have wrestled and, and done really well, were com- complete buy- completely buying in right from the start. And even kids that, you know, not so much that even kids that weren't getting on the podium, you know, they were doing things right and working hard. And even if they, they fell short of uh, what their goals were, still going through life with the with uh, what they learned as a collegiate athlete, a coll- collegiate wrestler, uh, and, and they've been able to take into the personal lives. It's just been very rewarding for them and very rewarding for me to, to, to hear the stories uh from them and from their experience and how it changed their lives. So, and that's what we're in this for. We're in this to change lives, and that's why we coach. And and uh, and I believe that uh, you know that's the most important um, uh, you know 
quality you, you need to have as a coach is, is to be able to, to realize that that's what you're here for, is to change people's lives. And, and again, unfortunately, you know, sometimes, you know, the kids that you bring in, it, it's not always what they tell you it is as they're, as they're coming through the door, and, and that's, that's heart-wrenching. It's kind of hard to, to, to get some people to turn around. So, again, yeah. you know, there's another, another – I just want to be able to do my homework, too, going forward and make sure it's a, it's a pretty uh, stringent uh, process to, to get the right kids, you know. Yeah. There are 300,000 300, high school wrestlers out there, and, and I promise you we can find uh, 80 of them that want to do things right, which is how many we're planning on bringing in here. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it's interesting listening to you because everybody says these things, right? Like we care about raising kids the right, or, you know, we want kids to do the right thing and, you know, yeah. um, you know, but the only guy that I know for sure that really lived his life that way was my father. He, and he told oh, me, he yeah. goes, you know, well, and I'm not saying there aren't others. I'm just, it's the one I saw mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. you know, and you sure. say, look, David, we'd rather lose the right way than win the wrong way. And, you know, we would right. we would fight about recruits and stuff like that. And he always won, you know, because he had 51 mm-hmm. percent of the vote. But listening to you uh, is is probably the biggest compliment I can say is you sound a lot like him. So it's it's mm-hmm. uh, very impressive to me. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, especially knowing your dad. That really is uh, it's very flattering for you to say that because, uh, you know, he has a great reputation for, you know, bringing the right people and, and always doing the right thing. So I really feel uh you know, I, I really appreciate that compliment. For sure. It's well-deserved. So um, let me jump jump lanes here a little bit. Let's talk about the women's program because yeah. uh, from the outside looking in, it seems like that was probably instrumental in creating the men's program. Um, yeah. Is, was that the case? Yeah, I, I think it was. And, and uh, I think to have a sister sport, surely for, for Title IX and anything else that may come up, I think that really helps. And, you know, it's uh, and to have it at the Division One level. I mean, of course, it's unprecedented in our sport. You know, there are there are now five thousand high school girls that are out there wrestling right now, and there are six states that have state championships. We have uh, you know forty in, forty intercollegiate women's programs, and um, you know it, it's just it's just uh, awesome that uh, you know uh, you know that that we're able to do this at Presbyterian University, bring in both programs, you know, and, and the NWCA and USA Wrestling uh, have petitioned the NCAA uh, to grant emerging sports status for women's wrestling. So, you know, that, that, announce, that announcement should help us move closer, you know, move forward to, uh, you know, making sure that we have Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three women's wrestling just like we have now. Right. You know? So, and, and, and needless to say, you know, uh, it's awesome that we have also the Division, Division One programs because uh, the Division One program because I think in the in the southeastern United States that uh, you know that geographic region we're we're pretty much uh, you know we're very underserved at college level. Right. So um, you know it's it's pretty neat that you know not only having the first Division One program but but uh, bringing in a, a men's program in the southeast that's pretty special. Yeah, and, you know, it's almost like you're reading from my script because I, I had the next question was, you know, as the first Division One institution to offer women's wrestling, how proud are you? I, I can hear that in your voice. You know, one of the things yeah. that I thought was really interesting this summer was, you know, John Smith and Kerry Colott coaching the women's world team and, and Coach Smith and Tom Brands and many others, you know, calling for women's wrestling at the Division One level. Um, I mm-hmm. think 
you know, I think a lot of people, whether they would admit it or not, when women's wrestling first started, there it was like, you know, there was a lot of non-receptiveness. And then it was mm. like, okay, well, they're good for girls. Like, okay, well, I guess women's wrestling helps us. And now, like, you know, I mean, I think for us, the faces of American women's wrestling are, are Helen Maroulis and Adeline Gray. And when you watch them wrestle, they're great wrestlers. They're not great wrestlers for women. They're not, yeah. you know, so I think that's, you know, amazing that the sport's come so far. And if anybody wants to grow wrestling, Title IX is a gigantic issue. It's one of the reasons why programs were cut. So, you know, women wanting to be involved in wrestling is great for wrestling at every level. And, you know, hopefully, you know, the, the old heads will understand that and jump on board. So um, what, what will your duties be with the women's program, Coach? Well, I will oversee the women's program. I'll, I'll hire a women's head coach, and then I'll, I'll oversee and I'll help coach the women's program too. But but I'm going to, uh, you know, I, I'm actually the director of men's and women's wrestling. So what I'll do is I'll hire, you know, we'll start out, we, we just have one coach for each. And then, uh, you know, as time goes on, hopefully we can we can build up the staff uh, for both. But uh, but I would oversee both programs. So, oh, that's um, a, congrats. That's awesome. So. Thanks. Um, you know, obviously freestyle and folk style have some differences, but at the end of the day, you know, wrestling is wrestling. Um, and we've seen, especially on the senior men's level, how successfully guys have jumped from folk style to high levels of success internationally right away. You know what I mean? We yeah. saw this with Gilman and with uh, Jaden Cox and with Burroughs a few years back and, you know, Snyder right now. So, you know, as a guy that really probably studied the sport a lot last year, you know, what are what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, you know, it's, you know, position is so much better now than it even was, you know, obviously 30 years ago when I was wrestling. Position, technique has changed, I think. And, and I think it's uh, because of the way it's changed, it's almost come full circle back to, uh, you know, how – College wrestlers are, are, are really making that transition a lot easier because they're so it, it, they're so much better on their feet now, and the position's so much better. You notice they're getting a lot of pushouts and and uh, they're scoring a lot on the edge and and I think that the, the way the rules are now in freestyle, I think it's it's going to be quite an, an advantage to to us as far as making that transition. You know, and if you look at some of the the top guys like like Burroughs and Snyder and and, and and that whole crew, those those guys are just incredible at, at keeping great position the whole time. And, and I think right across the board, if you look at guys, you know, uh, their stance, their position, their strength, uh, guys are lots surely uh, focusing a lot more on on weightlifting, and and uh, that's got to be a part of it now, uh, building up your strength. And you know, I don't know, I don't know if we ever hit the weight room back in the, in the early '80s, you know, as much except for the off season. But now you're lifting all through the season and. And doing all this again to, to help keep great position. And I think that, uh, um, you know, I think the clubs have definitely helped out. You know, there's a lot of clubs out there. I, I think it helps out in one way. I think that, uh, you know, being able to have access to so many freestyle guys in your room that are training. And I think that also in the summertime, a lot of you guys are doing freestyle. It helps that transition to after the done with college uh, wrestling. So, um, so I think that, you know, overall it's, uh, is particularly the way, with the way the rules are now. I think college wrestlers will have a great advantage as far as being able to make that transition. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of leads me to where I wanted to go next. So, you know, you guys, 
please walk me through the time frame of, you know, when are you guys getting started? Is there a club season or two? When are you guys live and competing for NCA medals? Um, and will you guys have an RTC out there? Yeah, well, I will start uh, recruiting as soon as I take my recruiting test. Probably sometime in the next couple of weeks, I'll start recruiting and and I'll recruit for next year's team, and uh, that will be club status. I think we'll, what we're going to do is probably try to register everybody, and then the following year, uh, 2019, that's when we'll start. That's when we'll be up and running. So next year, we hope to bring several students to campus. You know, my goal is 40 on the men's side and 40 on the women's side, and, and then the following year, we'll be able to, to compete and go to work. So Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we're really excited about it because it's a pretty short transition period. I didn't really realize it was going to be this short, but uh, <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah, yeah it's better, it's, though, than like a five-year, you know, drawn-out thing, right? Like you jump in the fire right, right away, it feels like, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and as far as our, uh, you know, our conference, we're going to be in the Southern Conference. So that, that's a great – especially with, with what Campbell's doing now. And, and uh, uh, you know, that conference is improving all the time. Yeah. You know, so we're – we're excited. I think that's going to be a good conference for us. You know, they went to work and got that done even before I was on board. So, you know, they worked hard on getting the conference. I mean, it, uh, you know, Danny uh, uh, is, is really getting after it, uh, our athletic director, and yeah. he's just doing a doing a heck of a job. And, and and what sort of situation are you guys in from a scholarship perspective? Are you fully funded? And if not, like, what's the plan to get to fully funded? Not yet, but that that will come with with fundraising and uh, and getting student athletes there. Uh, so we're we're gonna you know have to go to work there. We we have scholarships on both sides. At, at, at the beginning, we'll be starting with four for the men and four for the women. Okay. And then we'll uh, then we will hopefully work our way up to nine point nine. But it's just great to to get a start with uh, those scholarships. You know, there there are several grants here that you can get at Presbyterian University. I think the average student there is paying about 20% to go to school there. And when I, you know, I was an American university, we had to work really hard on putting these grants together. So I've got great, a lot of experience doing yeah, that. I'll so, bet. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I'll do here. And I think that the grant program may be even better than it was in American because of course it's a lot cheaper, you know, to go to school there and you're not right in the middle of Washington DC, which is, uh, it was just kind of a, an undertaking in itself, you know, trying to get kids to come there just that could afford to even get an apartment there. So it's it's much cheaper here. And uh, so, yeah. So, you know, and then yeah. with the development of the women's program, I'm sure you guys are going to try to get an RTC up running as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to mention that. Hey, we're going to try to get an RTC for both, you know, as soon yeah. as we can get that going. Yeah, I'm going to try to go to work and get everything in place for that as soon as possible. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. 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 So, and, you know, you know with our RTC, you know, when I had the RTC here that we had in Oklahoma, I also uh, implemented the um, a, a kids club in, in with the RTC. So that really helped out. You know, we had uh, a, a great kids club. Shane Valdez was in charge of that club. And so they, the kids all got great coaching. And so for the last three years I was here, we had a really productive kids club there. And then the summertime with the club, a lot of the local high school kids were in were in here working out, so we intend to do the same thing there at uh, at Presbyterian. That's great. Well, and you know, one of the things that struck me when I you know I heard about the program and I heard about your hiring is you've done so many things in coaching, but maybe one thing you've never done is built a schedule from scratch. 
you know, like yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So, um, you know, what is that going to be like? Because, I mean, obviously, you know, there's these rules now about, you know, you, you know, the RPI and trying to get your guys gold, silver level in terms of national qualifying. So, right. you know, right. what is going to be your philosophy in terms of scheduling? Is it going to be we're going to go, you know, to the biggest, hardest events we can, take our lumps? Or is it going to mm-hmm. be like, look, you know, we're a younger program and, you know, we need to get some wins early on or somewhere in between? Yeah. Well, my plan is to bring in um, uh, individuals that can compete at this level right off the bat. So uh, even, you know, if if we we had teams that were okay, my philosophy was always to try to wrestle, uh, you know, as many tough teams as we could possibly get just to get those individuals that could compete ready for the NCAA tournament. And, uh, you know, I, I ended up at American University. I started taking my guys to the Midlands. Um, probably year three, and I think that really helped because every year it seemed like we'd get more and more guys on the podium at that tournament, and surely that's the, was the closest uh, tournament to the NCAs that we had outside of the EIWAs uh, to give them that kind of exposure. So I think that was great for them to go there and see all those Big Ten schools there that competed. So I like to try to work out the schedule and make it as tough as possible. I don't, I'm not as concerned about dual meet wins because, of course, uh, I want to win every duel, obviously, but I think I also, at the NCAA tournament, is where we really want to uh, be able to have great success. And, I'm laughing because so you I, could see that in your philosophy at American, and it paid off in spades. Yeah. 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 I, I, and, you know, they were used to that competition by the time we got to the national tournament. You know, it's funny, when we used to go to the Midlands at first, everybody would ask, like, where is American University? And they'd, we'd always have a, a pretty good little contingency of fans that would show up there and so about year five, uh, we had one of our uh, parents bring a big sign, at, at, and he held it up at the beginning of each round. It said, "American University is in Washington D.C." <laughs> so that was why, and so people wouldn't ask those questions so much. So uh, that's that's the amount of trash talking you can get from a Mark Cody led team right there. That's yeah, it. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Just to answer your question, yeah. probably said please and thank you on it as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's like, yeah, that would happen like when I would call kids too that would be that you know when i first got there i, I you know i'm coming from oklahoma state and i call from oklahoma state hey, hey, hey you know kid, hey dad oklahoma state's on the phone and i call from Ameri- hey this mark cody call call from american university uh american words i can well i can tell you it's in america i can tell you that yeah <laughs> but uh, you know well, we know coach i want to go to division one we are division one so you know it uh, that was quite an undertaking to just get that part of it up and running so (laughs) that's awesome so you know what and you kind of touched on this um you had mentioned uh taking the recruiting test because one of the the questions i had here was you know how we all know recruiting is such a huge key to success at any sport at any level and i was Mm going to ask you how soon you get started on that but it sounds like it'll be in about a month or so after you pass this test um yeah and yeah, what I want to do too is when I get there, I want to bounce around and, and meet as many coaches in the state as I can in the state of, of South Carolina. You right. know, I, I, it's overwhelming the, uh, the calls that I've gotten and the texts that I've gotten from coaches uh, in the area that are just so excited about Division One wrestling coming to the state. Another Division One program along with the Citadel, but right. uh, you know they're, they're really excited about about having another Division One program in there. So that's great. 
Well, yeah. and, and you, you know, I, I had a note here. I'm like, what a remarkable job you did at a very expensive and a very high academic standard school like American and mm-hmm. how you, you know, you had a, there's no doubt anybody that watched what you were doing. I mean, you know, you know, I was telling my dad, I'm like, I go, he don't care about dual meets. He's going to get him, get mm-hmm. him three or four studs, get a couple guys in the finals and make, you know, the top 10 or 15 and maybe higher than that. That's the goal there. So yeah. Clearly, you have the blueprint. You know, you made the blueprint to to mm-hmm. get to that. So, is are yeah. you going to follow? You know, that process at Presbyterian. Um, you know, mainly, or, and do you see any differences or adjustments you'll have to make? Well, at Presbyterian, I, I don't have a cap on my um, on my roster. So, if I bring in fifty uh, wrestlers on the men's side and, and fifty on the women's side, that's okay. And so they I want think that, that, right? They wanted yeah, 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 and I and I think that will help. I, you know, I, I had a cap at American, I had a cap uh, here at Oklahoma, and I think that that can really help with dual meets because again, I want to try to do both uh, with, with, with at Presbyterian. I want to win uh, as many duels as I possibly can, and also trying to get them. So I think that even if you bring you know you bring that many kids in, and you bring that many of the right kids in, there'll be several kids that are battling it out and making each other better to try to to try to get in that starting lineup. So, you know, if you can get that many kids, I think uh, your starter will probably be a quality person, you know, at, at, in 10 weight classes. So um, so that's what we're looking for is to try to have, you know, a, a more dual meet success also. I think that will make it, of course, exciting for the fans. And, and of course, you know, with the NWCA making a push and, and, and trying to let coaches know how, how important dual meet victories are right now and, and and making sure that it's, that it's big on campus. I think that uh, that we do that. We want to make every meet here, particularly the first one, when we roll things out, we want to make it a uh, every every dual meet an event, you know. And, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. 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 So how soon do you start putting, you know, obviously once you pass the, the recruiting test, like in terms of assembling mm-hmm. your coaching staff, your marketing people, like, you know, social media is so important now versus, oh, yeah. you know, all these yeah. other things. So how soon do you start assembling, you know, getting the women's coach in place? Like what's, uh, what's your timeline for all of that? Well, I'm working on that right now. I, okay. I've, uh, I've made several calls and, and we, we sparked some interest. I have a couple interviews set up for next month. So, um, so it, it's going to be a, a pretty quick process. I expect to have, a couple coaches in place by the end of January, so um, which uh, I'm really excited about because uh, I think people will be surprised at, at the level of the level of individuals that I'm talking to as far as coaching experience that they have. You know, it's uh, um, it's it's going to be exciting. I'll bet. Be exciting. Yeah, be exciting announcement. Well, you've got long arms. You know, I mean, yeah. You know, people. <laughs> I mean, that's what I, you know. People. Some people have really long arms, right? Like. You know, they can make a call to anywhere around the country and people will listen to that person, you know, that, hey, yeah. you know, hey, yeah. so-and-so called, I'm going to hear him out, even if it sounds like something I, I might not want to do. And right. Um, right. I, I think yeah. – I guess, I, yeah, I guess if you've been at it long enough, you know, and, and I've been at it, I know, you know, every coach in, in, in the business, so every every Division One coach in the business, surely a lot of assistant coaches, because I – you know, doing the uh, – um, the coaches' education program, the Leadership Academy. It's really neat because I got to meet a lot of uh, uh, new, new, newcomers, new coaches that were just coming into the sport, and so that was 
was great. I mean, that leadership academy is great, I think, for coaches too. And I and I've uh, I've been a mentor for that for quite a few years. So I got to know a lot of coaches through that process too. So I, I think you're a guy, and I mean, I know you wouldn't say this about yourself, but I I talked to a lot of coaches and they talk about other people. I mean, that's a lot of what coaches do, right? Either kids or other schools mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah. I never heard anybody say anything bad about you, coach. And uh, well. um, I think, you know, that's pretty rare, you know, yeah. that, um, mm-hmm. you know, cause I yeah. think, you, you know, I think you're a guy of principles and I think, you know, everybody mm-hmm. says they do, but I think you live your life that way. And I think, you know, for somebody to start a new program, you know, at a at a school, you know, to bring in Division One wrestling at, at the men's level and at the women's level, really to be a pioneer, they need somebody whose uh, whose ethics are really top notch, and I, I I think they got the right job, for, the great guy for the job, Coach. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying that. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, it, it's just an it's an exciting opportunity, and and surely I'm hoping that. Uh, this works out and that, you know, other colleges decide that they're going to also pick up programs, you know, if, if this thing works out. And I hope that, you know, our, our AD, I think, and, and our president, uh, uh, Bob Staten, who's just a wonderful guy, too. I got to meet him and I went to his house for dinner and, and we just had great conversations. I think that between those guys, they're, they're both very charismatic, great personalities. I think they can reach out to, to other schools and, and, and uh, let them know what a positive experience that this was, hopefully, and, and will be going forward. And I think that uh, to be a, to be part of, of something like this is very special for me to be a, maybe a pioneer to help, uh, you know, uh, get a lot of programs started again, you know, well, reinstated and, and new programs started. I think the eyes, certainly the eyes of the wrestling world are going to be on you, but I think, Honestly, more importantly, if you think big, the eyes of the non-wrestling world are going to be on you. And if, you know, administrators look at this and go, okay, Presbyterian College started men and women's wrestling, and look at how much money it made them, and look at how those kids didn't get in trouble, and look at the APR, and look at how these kids are graduating, and they become valuable alumni, and they're, you know, donating back to the university or the college, and they go, yeah, we should do that. And Mike Moyers, you know, working his fanny off trying to grow wrestling, and it's the hardest level to grow it at is Division One. And so for you guys to make really, this is, you know, Neil Armstrong walking on the moon kind of stuff here, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you know, it's funny because um, if, if it wasn't for the NWCA and, and Mike Moyer and, of course, people like your mom and dad who has been involved with the Coach Association – you know, there would be 12 fewer Division One programs right now. And, uh, you know, I was uh, able to witness that firsthand when I was at American University. You know, Mike and, and some of the alumni there, you know, they dropped that program. And then they circled the wagons to, to bring it back and to reinstate it, and they did it in a hurry, you know. Right. And uh, so it was – it's just incredible what they've done for the sport. You know, they've, they've also – you know, if you think about it, They've also established 180 new programs in wrestling that are that are non-division one. Forty of those teams that they established are women's teams. So the NWCA, it's just been unbelievable. It's been a great tool for me, even to reach out to uh, the NWCA if I if if I had any questions or uh, had any issues. And, and trust me, over the years I've had a bunch of them. Where I just didn't know where to turn. 
and I'd call Moyer, and, and if he couldn't answer it for me, he'd find somebody who could answer it for me. So it's a great resource for coaches, for everybody, let alone what they're doing to keep our sport relevant and, and to try to, uh, to make sure it stays on the forefront. And this uh, will be another um, – you know, great example for them if we can, when we get this up and running. I don't say if we can, we're going to yeah, do this. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. It's a it's a when, not an if, with somebody like you, you in bet. charge. So I think it is great though. Like as a guy that's you know grew up in a wrestling family, and um, you know, like I think like all of us love wrestling. It's really mm-hmm. frustrating to see wrestling having to play defense, right? Like, let's try not yeah. to lose any more programs. You know, like, let's try yeah, to keep I... the numbers up. And so when we can play offense and we can build programs, we can build women's programs in JUCO and NAIA mm-hmm. and D3, D2, and now D1 with Fresno and you guys. And, you know, it feels like maybe the tide is starting to shift a little bit, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, the lessons that, that wrestling teaches people and, you know, and how wrestlers are transitioning to fighting and, other professional things, you know, where they can make a living besides just coaching. Um, it, it feels like, you know, you guys, you know, could be on the on the precipice of really starting something, you know, really significant for all of us. Because, I mean, yeah. you know, I think we'd all love to see 150 Division One programs, you know, but it has to happen one step at a time. That, and I think that, you know, I think what's important is that we all stay together, we, that we all – you know, it's, it's a group effort here. You know, you look at all these great media outlets that we have. We have, you know, the Mac.com and, and um, uh, you know, uh, Intermat and Flow Wrestling. And, and track all these Wrestling? Got it. Track, yeah. Oh, Track, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yeah, wonderful. That was my next one. Track. I, should put, I should have put that first. But with Track Wrestling, I mean, it, it's just incredible that if, if – if, we all make sure that we stay together. We're on the same page, just like the NWCA, just like USA Wrestling. Uh, you know, that's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Right. And, again, that's where we all have to work together and make sure that we, uh, you know, move forward and help our, help our sport keep emerging and keep moving forward. I think that's, that's very important. There's just so many great people that are involved in all those organizations. And if we just and, – and we all want the same thing. We all want wrestling to grow, and I think that uh, – uh, that we have to keep reminding each other that that's most important. And even get our coaches on board. I know when we're looking across the mat, it, it, you know, I, I tell my guys, when you walk out there, I want you to destroy whoever you're going to wrestle. I want you to tear them apart. When they come off the mat, I want you to be a good guy that everybody can relate to. And I think as coaches, we need to remember that too and to do that to make sure that we have to stay together and, and make sure that we are – uh, there's strength in numbers, and, and that will help us, uh, you know, continue to be a driving force to try to help Division One wrestling grow. To help, and, and again, you know, look at what's happened happening on the women's side and women's wrestling. I mean, we just—I I couldn't tell you um, how excited I am about about the, that whole process and, and getting uh, women's wrestling up and running, the first Division One program, and we can take claim to that for the rest of history. As That's that right. Grows. Yeah. You know, that, uh, yep. Only yeah. one, That's only really one place neat. can be first. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a smaller scale, but I went down and did the play by play for the Perry tournament this weekend and uh, oh, wow. took a friend of mine with me who actually works for the open mat, you know, which is, you know, the competitive website of ours. And we went down and had a blast and actually did the finals literally side by side. And, you know, we kind of thought of it as look, you know, we're competing, you know, we're competing for clicks and listens and watches, but at the end of the day, we're here trying to grow wrestling together, trying to each of us put our, 
you know, our best foot forward. He wrote a great article. You know, I, I shot some video down there and, you know, oh. I think we both felt, I think really the, the same thing you're saying, look, you know, you can be friends with people and still try to do your best in it. And if we're all trying to grow the sport of wrestling, everybody should come out better for it. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly right. Well, yeah, geez, I, wish you, I wish you'd call me when you're down here. I was I was at Chuck E. Cheese all day on on, on Saturday. So. <laughs> <laughs> we had back to back birthday parties. So I, <laughs> I don't know if that meant we needed to come or if we gave you an excuse to get out. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the matches are on track, Coach. If you get time, listen to the finals and give me a. a an assessment of how good or badly I did commentating on the finals. Oh, I'd I appreciate will. it. I will. I will. Well, that, that's, a, that's a great tournament, but that, that tournament goes way back. But uh, yeah, I will. I'll give you a set, so I'll listen to that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, the, the last and most important question I have, the hard hitting journalistic one, is you guys are the Blue Hose, is that correct? Yeah. So yeah. Am, am I assuming you're going to put all your guys in? in blue tights and this is going to be a thing <laughs> yeah, yeah I, i'm not sure what we're going to do as a matter of fact we, we have to come up with something right we have to come up with some kind of design for a singlet so i don't know that would be interesting that, that should be a lot of fun I, I'm, I'm definitely going to go uh definitely beat the bushes and try to find somebody that can help me design something that uh you know that, that, that people would that would spark people's interest in, in coming to uh, Presbyterian, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's going to be an interesting, you know, the blue hose. That'll be um, interesting. I still have to look into, um, you know, what what what's behind that, and where it started, and so that, that's 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 neat. <laughs> yeah, well, I think with all the great companies out there right now, you'll have no shortage of people that will have amazing design ideas, and frankly, are a lot oh, yeah. smarter about that stuff than guys like me. So. Right, right. Same here. <laughs> I have terrible taste. <laughs> well, Coach, is there anything yeah. else that you want people to know about Presbyterian College, about, you know, like if they if people are interested, you know, what's the best way? Is there is, is wrestling on the website yet, or how would they get well, right of- Right now you would just go to, to presby.edu, P-R-S-B-Y.edu, and that will tell you all about uh, the university. We hope to have our, our uh, wrestling um, – you know, page up pretty soon. You know, I just, as a matter of fact, they just announced it today. So um, hopefully we'll have it up pretty soon. But, again, it's it's a small, friendly campus, and uh, the class is small. You know, 43 majors. We're, we're close to the ocean, close to the mountains, and, and it's a small town living here, which is uh, which is very convenient. And, you know, as you know, you know, the rigors of a college student, and particularly someone who's who's wrestling and working out an average of a couple times a day, that, it's, it's nice to be a part of a smaller uh, community. I was also going to mention that you know, we're, we're trying to build a standalone facility here, too. And a lot of that, uh, a lot of the funds are already in place for that. I mean, that, that happened in a hurry. So that's pretty exciting. We don't have a facility yet, but we're, uh, when, I, when I had gone there for my uh, interview, he showed me a place, that a temporary space that they had secured, and, and it's a great little uh, space uh, pretty close to campus. So, uh, But in the meantime, they're going to try to uh, build a standalone facility. So it, it, it's going to be special. It's going to be great. So I'm, I'm really excited. Well, I think I speak on behalf of the wrestling community. I know I do when I say we're, we're all so excited to have another Division One men's program. I think we're beyond ecstatic that women's now has a Division One universe or college that offers wrestling, and I think I speak for almost everyone, and, and I know myself and my family that they got the right guy for the job, Coach. So, oh, thanks, Dave. 
I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And, again, that means a lot coming from your family. I really appreciate it. Well, if there's anything that, you know, my mom and pops or I can do to help, please let us know. And uh, I know we'll look forward to seeing you in Cleveland at the Nationals. You bet. You bet, Dave. I appreciate that. And it was just an honor, uh, you know, being on your podcast. I really appreciate having you. I appreciate you letting us uh, get the first interview with you, Coach. I really do. It means a lot to me. You bet. You bet. Ladies and gentlemen, the new coach at Presbyterian College, Mr. Marcotti, this was a, a special episode of Matt Chat. We'll speak to you all next week.